This episode is sponsored by Pilot. Thanks for sponsoring us, and we'll chat more about that later. Hello. <laughs> uh, do we have any segments this week? <laughs> we do have several segments, but I thought you were going to do introductory pilot. Sounds thing. like someone I did. That was all I had to do. <laughs> All right, okay, let's they see. are the best sponsors we of love all time. Dude, say. the lollies are the best. Giving you an erection, keeping Yummy your hair lollies. in place. It's just like, just mention our name once. There you go, yeah. there's your buddy. All right, so the first segment is uh, <laughs> Albanese. Should we say re- welcome to the Friendly Joey's podcast? Yeah, welcome to the Friendly Joey's yeah. podcast. Thank you. Now, listen, Alba just came back from China, and they're saying that he had a very successful trip. I want to play you a little clip for him. Chinese or Asian media China about China. this exact thing. It's really funny because he's been no he's been called a handsome, handsome boy. boy. How do you know about that? I've been watching the news. I right, watch this. <sighs> you like that? No, I don't. I don't like this <laughs> world. Where... Okay, sorry. Dude, I'm proud. This love is an informed boomer. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of him. I right, watch this. Watch this. Albanese has been trending on Chinese social media for being a handsome boy. A video of him <laughs> running along a river in Matilda's jersey in Shanghai was trending on Chinese yeah, social media and has received thousands of likes from internet users. In a post on China's Instagram-like platform Red, Albanese was described as very energetic and handsome. Mm. Even Chinese Premier Li Chang referred to the trending post during a meeting introducing Albanese as a handsome boy from Australia. <laughs> Besides so having meetings and attending an import expo, he enjoyed some delicious food. China's state-owned media has yeah. been critical of Australia for a long time, but this time, things are different. Reports have largely portrayed the Prime Minister's visit to China in positive light. Some Chinese media outlets have even described the visit as a breakthrough, as it marks the first visit to China by an Australian Prime Minister in seven years. But experts believe it is still too early for Australia to be optimistic about bilateral relations. When it comes to assigning blame for the previous deterioration of bilateral relations, Australia appears to be in a less favourable position. And prior to the visit, Australia continued to be depicted as a follower of the US. Some Chinese social media users are also bewildered by the lack of security, saying it is too early to assume Australia is a friend. There you go. There you go. Sweet and sour. tale of things to come. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Yes, I'm sure he ate a lot of that. <laughs> okay, so this is this is yeah, yeah. remarkable. That's a, that's a, a very fit boy, dude. Uh, they do exactly. Isn't it amazing? A that handsome boy, which by the way, Sky News had an issue with. They're saying he's. They're calling him a boy. Uh, Not a man, a boy. Does that tell you something? He's fallen into their trap. <laughs> He's fallen into their trap. I don't think that's what they're doing. Like, I think they just don't have a good him. grasp of the English. No, language. it actually is a translation and issue through like boy and man is sort of uh, exactly. replaceable. But anyway, that's what Sky News. I mean, have they ever gotten a role from a Vietnamese bakery? Mm. What they should be saying is they're buttering him up because they always do that. Every time you walk in, they're like, "Hello, handsome, come yeah. back later." <laughs> and I am handsome. Yes. Do they mean that? But yeah, that's even- what you think every yeah, time afterwards. No. Because who ever? Comments on a male's appearance in the West ever, unless yeah. they're taking a pass at you in Oxford Street. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no one ever sits there as like very strong, handsome boy. No one. No, no one. one Dude, says can that. I also ask, like, is he a handsome boy? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's more handsome than Scott Morrison. Yeah, dude, because like, well, I mean, the bar is low. If you're yeah. gonna set it, yeah. like well, that's a weird, that's organs. a weird comparison. That food review we just saw. What do you mean? <laughs> he was the 
guy who he replaced. <laughs> it's not that weird. It's weird. Well, the least person in the world that she could compare to is the guy he took office over. <laughs> yeah, but like, just like for handsomeness. I They're not writing for Mr. Universe or something. They're, I reckon Skoma could scrub up if you just learned how to smile. Okay, who's who's more? <laughs> God, who's a more girl. handsome <laughs> boy? The, 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 I am smiling. Yeah. <laughs> who's more handsome? A more handsome boy, Albo or Bob Hawk? Bob Hawk is a very handsome boy. They've all got it's that. It's so weird calling six-year-olds handsome yeah. Keating, Keating was also a handsome boy. Yeah, they you were both handsome boys. It. Who was a more handsome boy? Actually, well, I remember asking all the women I knew, who would you rather fuck Paul Keating or Bob Hawke? And guess who won? Bob Hawke. By a mile. Dude, it'd be like... I'd <laughs> yeah. be afraid to Keating's have sex old. with Paul Keating. So would I. He'd be like fucking telling you... You fucking despicable. I'm doing this out of pity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no thrush game at all. This head job <laughs> really is substandard. I mean, it's like getting whacked with wet lettuce. Yeah. Really <laughs> I've, I've had some shocker blowjobs yeah. in my time. I really have. He comes, <laughs> he comes in you I'm and then be he, better says, off. he comes in you and says, this is a low point in my life. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'd be better yeah. off sticking my willy in the blowhole at Coogee Beach at this point. <laughs> He <laughs> was you're distracting uh, the point. This is one I of think the greatest handsome. diplomatic performances in a long time, yeah, by dude. the way. Let's be honest, it's good news. China it's good the, news. the superpower of the world butchering Albanese yeah, up that's good. in the context of extreme hostility, COVID inquiries, yeah. straight up like security fucking nukes, battles nukes. in the Pacific. Yeah. And Australia being like you know, someone Handsome buttering boy. us up. Yeah, they must this be is, quite nice hey, people. Isn't it amazing that the uh, military lobbies of Australia have obviously kicked into high gear at that and been like, "He called him handsome." All right, it's time for a code red. We're gonna. Have, it's any excuse they can. Of course, a code red because that is the color of his cheeks. He's a handsome boy, so we. <laughs> Well, there's nothing factually incorrect with it. We still take it as a hostile Operation remark. Dimples, in effect. <laughs> Again, trivialising... Trying to make Xi Jinping as embarrassed as his red flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's honestly, it's honestly incredible. Yeah, dude, not only that, by the way... It's incredible. The, I think uh, there's about $20 billion worth of trade every year with China that is... That has been stopped, uh, particularly during, uh, like, since 2016, which that's included lobsters, wine, lobsters and barley. Wine. Dude, that's back. All of it is back on the table. God, isn't that incredible that Scott Morrison uttered his dumb fucking mouth and they cost us, what, $120 billion? Yeah, yeah, easy. Easy. And that's not even counting for how much it would have grown at this point, you know, because mm. things are still static. sitting there whining on Sky News about $400 million spent on The Voice. Yeah. Not that's one a really mention good point. of well, he's $120 already billion wiped off. And he's already because that. of something that Scott Morrison just, you know, if he wanted to say it in some little text and bitch about it with one of his little ASIO goons, that would have been fine. But now he had to go on national news yeah. and be like, oh, ASIO reckons this as well. So, yeah. And so, you, know, yeah, by, yeah. you know how, Jordan? <laughs> by saying something which we had already accepted. You know this whole Taiwan bullshit, which some of it was started because of that Taiwan shit, right? The, the I've been idea there. that we think that Taiwan is part of China is not controversial. It's been accepted ever since Nixon. Australia believed that. One state, two policy. Uh, America believed that. 
And then all of a sudden, when we wanted to like, mm. you know, bring up the temperature again, China, we just rehatched this shit for no reason and pretended that our view was completely different to what it was. Albo just went there and said, no, we're going to continue with the policy that we've been following for the last 40 years. And that and was... Sky look, look, let's say... Sky News had a fit, but like, you know, it's, it's Sky News will have a fit. Speaking of Sky News, we'll see another Sky News fit soon enough, which is going to be our to, second segment. To play the, but Sky News will have a fit over everything. But to play the devil's, advocate, just, to play devil's advocate, it did come from China. It did come from China. But like, you can be diplomatic about it and try to do an Obama and like not say that. Dude, not only that, I you think know what I mean, but it did come from China. It's true, but what well, what came out of China? The China virus. Oh, okay. We're but sure like, I'm that. just saying, it's probably not a good for like diplomatic relations. Like, was it worth having a dig for that much money? I don't know. No, it wasn't. It was just being stupid. Yeah. And also, not only that, George. But are you denying it came is, from China? This is another win for diplomacy. I'm not saying this is gonna this is gonna always be the way, and Australia is gonna be able to like manage this this relationship as well but at the moment uh there's gonna be a i think it's a climate change conference in san francisco i think next week which albo is also going to um there's gonna be a meeting you between imagine how insufferable that would be a climate change conference in san francisco yeah. but listen Come on, to this put it boston or something yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a meeting between biden and she Oh shit! Which is crazy, and the news on the street is that that was brokered by Australia. Wow! Whoa! Are you serious? Yes. Was it penny? Back to where we should be. This has always been my position on China, which is: can we stop antagonizing them? Uh, yeah. Stop pretending that our greatest <laughs> trading partner is the devil incarnate, purely because a, like a country that wants to rip us off in military contracts just says so, like Fuck. just yeah. willingly, like destroys That's our brutal. economy and also, in like, the process. Every, two ways. Oh, everything that, that we sell, they also sell. So we're in like competition with them. Yeah, right. and yeah. everything that we sell, China wants to buy. Just mm. multi-level Anyways, fucking... Look, here's the thing. And, and the thing, look, isn't that amazing that we are back under the Labor government to what Australia should be, which is exactly that. It's what Bob Carr was talking about, which is the peace broker between mm. the two. Yeah, that's a good that call. It is getting the two superpowers to talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. That's great. That's nice. That's and nice. also, you've got to say, credit to Biden as well for being a big... Yeah. Well, here's the it. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, we have a... a sure. We have a left government and... Uh, Biden is He's a, a left president, so it kind of works. So this all hinges on Labor being in power. Honestly, if Labor, here's what I'm telling you. The other thing is, Albanese just gets a better impression because of Kevin Rudd. So the Chinese public loves Kevin Rudd, and they like mm, Kevin Rudd Ruddy because he spoke Chinese. That's straight up the reason. <laughs> and then, like when Albanese was elected. People in China were happy. They were calling him uh, Kevin Rudd's little brother has been elected the prime minister. Right. He seems like a good say? And there were rumors that he can also speak <laughs> perfect Chinese. so funny. Mm. What? Yeah. There were also rumors that he can speak perfect Chinese. So Albanese <laughs> already has. Yeah. I like how they mythologize leaders there. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is and completely like made that. up yeah, shit just, too. just that kind of thing of like, you know, Xi Jinping can talk to birds. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's very uh, that poster. Isn't it? <laughs> You can't see it, but it's like one of those like Korean Liberation Army posters or whatever. And we got 
It's legit. Someone to translate it, and it, the translation came up, and it's a real revolutionary Russian-esque poster with some <laughs> Korean guy going, oh! yeah. and then the words at the bottom are like, we will try to not embarrass ourselves. <laughs> it's like, it's How good it would be so if it just good. said, like, two-for-one sale on corn? <laughs> you have to see the face. He's so passionate. <laughs> Stop making fun. And everyone in the background. Yeah. Quickly. And then the other tiny, like, Korean in the corner, the, the, that is him just saying, like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> and that little symbol in the background is a corn opener, like a tin opener. <laughs> Yeah, that's their that's their hammer and sickle. Do we like show them the picture? Then the- how can we show it? I don't know. How, I don't no, want to take uplate, it off. Maybe it's a structural post. Here. I don't. Yeah, know sign either, up yeah. to the uplate if you want to see the post. Yeah, actually, sign up to the uplate. Yeah, well, I'll put uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had to be there or pay two fifty a week, either and way. you might get it. Mm. <laughs> maybe we'll probably forget. Um, sorry. Anyway. It's yeah, great like, news. I think it's. I heard that. And I'm like, and oh, that's nice. Like, as in, it's good for diplomatic relations. Yeah, you know? the, the relationship is complicated, so not all issues are solved. But it's good to just have people that you know, are sensible. You know why though? You know why it is? You know how like people's spirit kind of emanates from them. You can kind of tell the kind of person someone is, unless they're a psychopath, so they're just pretending to be someone. It emanates, and Albo is he's he's a kind-hearted warm person whereas scomo is not so it's like it's just like he's like albo is a good guy it's kind of undeniable and he's not a cookie cutter like he just he's he'll speak to you the same way he'll talk to you in the pub mm. so they they say that and they're like yeah he's a nice guy i like him he's real that's yeah. that's 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 all it is and yeah but like this is what i'm saying like if the next election the liberal party gets in <laughs> done. all of it is done. not the same energy because the perception <laughs> that's the chain the, the chinese in china fuck the Calling him a handsome boy, then we'll know that it's <laughs> dude. Him in China. Him in China. Then I think we'll like realize that Peter Zihan is right. They're collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know what he'd do in China? He'd go around with a picture, a Xeroxed photocopy of that Chinese restaurant in Lithgow, and be like, "Do you have any Chinese food like this? Like this? Like this? <laughs> he'd be kicked. Real out. Chinese food. Thank you." Lith a go. Don't know this. Can one. I not have a succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great as well just getting a photo of as Xi Jinping as smiling as and Dutton frowning <laughs> and then the, the headline is uh, sweet and sour. <laughs> yes. That would be so good if he's just like, a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. Fuck. <laughs> democracy manifest. Yeah, there is no democracy <laughs> manifest here. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I'm one. I, for one, welcome our new overlords. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right, okay. Speaking Thank of Sky finally. News. I mean, not really. That was semi-jocular. Well, we'll get there. Look, <laughs> as we all know, it took Mislav six years to change his voting pattern. Can you tell Ali about the Israel book real quick? No, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> tell me after this. Okay, okay. We're going to watch a Sky News clip. <laughs> it's so good. I saw this, Jordan. I want both of you to react to this. Okay, this is okay. the most insane thing I've ever seen. And tell me, am I crazy or what?
Well, James, as you said, uh, we have our own competition here for the craziness of Ilan Omar and others, and that is, of course, Penny Wong, already a poster girl of the Cuds Kuds uh, network, uh, where they, uh, they'll be showing her again, no doubt, with pleasure, because only a few seconds ago on Insiders, uh, yeah, the other show, uh, she called for a ceasefire. Basically, the ceasefire ended on October 6th. That's when the ceasefire ended, when Hamas butchered, raped and murdered. Here are some of Penny Wong's comments only a few minutes ago calling for a ceasefire. Shame on her. What I would say is we all want to take the next steps towards a ceasefire, but it cannot be one-sided. Oh, she said a lot more than Rita, that, Rita, Rita, tell us what she said. He's... <laughs> That's amazing. I've never seen that happen before. They they cut her in the middle. They were just like, no, she's been clipped at two little, even on Sky. What does IDF to do? Go into Gaza and behead 40 babies and, yeah. and rape a bunch of women? That's proportionality. But can I, read, can I directly quote her? Because I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to overemphasise that. The, uh, what she has said to me is utterly shocking. She said, we are particularly concerned with what is happening with medical facilities. I would make this point in relation to hospitals and medical facilities that international humanitarian law does require the protection of hospitals, of patients and of medical staff. Fair enough, but she goes on. And we do call on Israel to cease the attacking of hospitals. What? We understand the argument that Hamas is burrowed into civilian infrastructure. But as you know, I think the international community, looking at what is occurring in hospitals, would say to Israel, these are facilities protected under international law. She's clueless. Hamas? She's a disgrace. So sorry. She is a, sorry. I'm, I'm just gonna, we'll come back to this point. She's an utter disgrace. But let's go to the States now to speak to our Middle East ex expert, senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, Michael Durant. Michael Well, basically, that's what I wanted to show you guys. This is amazing. Are these people living here, Jordan? Explain to me this. So she is saying, oh, first of all, all she said was, we should eventually pursue a ceasefire. And she also immediately said, but it can't be one-sided. Isn't that incredible? Is and then they cut her off immediately after. The, isn't this, they, they couldn't clip that <laughs> short enough yeah. to make her look like shit. And even the own host was sitting there saying, oh, I think she said more than that. And they just kept going. And then also she, and she, like, she said some disgraceful things here. She pointed out international law. As the foreign minister, she's okay, really stepping okay, okay, over okay, the line here. Here's the thing. Even the if you hell? are, let's, let's say you're firmly pro-Israel. So let's say you're firmly pro-Israel. But do you really feel that the opinion that we should eventually <laughs> pursue a ceasefire and maybe not bomb hospitals... <laughs> Is that is too much? Quote, quote <laughs> disgraceful. Yeah, does that disgraceful, make you a member Alan. of the Quds Islamic Front? <laughs> Fuck. What is Sky News? What, what did they want her to say? What, <laughs> what wouldn't have been I disgraceful? I think all they, they want her to like literally join the IDF and start shooting kids. I think that's what they <laughs> make them feel No, better. but even then they would have been like, you can see the absolute lack of passion that she is doing it with. She's really only doing this as a photo opportunity. <laughs> you can tell she's, she's not even doing the burst fire technique, which everyone knows is the most effective technique with the gun. It's, 
really, she's not trying. It's, it's, it's just it's your photo op. <laughs> Have a look at this performative killing act right here. By the way, you spoke of Scott Morrison before. Do you know what Scott Morrison's up to? He went over there. He's in fucking Israel wearing with a Boris Johnson. He's got with Boris Johnson wearing a bulletproof jacket. All of jacket. yesterday's stars. Yeah, that's so good. Where are they now? Yeah, they're in Israel. <laughs> they're in Israel right now. <laughs> On the front lines in bulletproof vests. Why is Israel just so into giving trips to people that really have no impact or influence well, on their... Well, dude, let's be real. Because be what's there. happened is they that, first of all, th this is the reality from Israel's perspective. Every non-Western country is not for them. And then even in all Western countries, if you leave aside the government, the people are definitely for a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. particularly, dude, like, I've noticed this. I don't yeah, know. And what? Two extremely unpopular leaders that aren't in power are going to solve that. <laughs> Why are they giving them royal treatment? I don't understand the, they're saying the like, soft power They're move. saying, like, bomb hospitals. Like, just whatever you want. But why does Keep that the, help them having these ex-leaders <laughs> there say it? Because they, just they want, want to win the propaganda they want battle, they want support. Bro. They just want support. So they're like, they yeah, want... you, you, whatever. Yeah, but that is very... All I'm saying is that's very slim pickings if your A-team yeah. is Scott Morrison and Boris Johnson. That's what they got. Highly unpopular leaders. Yeah, but... <laughs> what do you think, What do you think? like, Penny Wong and Albanese should do at this point? Like, they are... Even the slightest bit of, What about like, the walkout? Did you see the Greens walkout? Well, look, the Greens uh, walked out because, again... Look, man, from the Greens' perspective, it was a good move because here's the reality. Most of the people that vote Labour or Greens are definitely... Look, look, everyone's getting those videos of kids dying in their algorithm. It's true. It's, it's having true. an effect on everyone. And yeah. so when you see your government just blindly supporting Israel, you're like, holy shit, what are we supposed to do? So maybe the Liberal voters might be okay but As with you it. saw there, are they blindly supporting Israel? Well, here's the thing. Now it's getting to a point, Jordan, where it's like ridiculous to even keep propagating this so people like penny wong who are dude you you asked penny wong in a personal capacity oh, even Jesus. like a month ago she would have had the same opinion yeah but now it's getting to a point mm. where like greens are staging walkouts because clearly this is a very unpopular move to keep giving billions of dollars to israel while they're killing kids and we give money to israel well i mean you know the u.s does but we're the western alliance yeah. helps them. and we also by the way give money we, it's a symbolic amount of money, but we have given them money as well to show how, like, you know, how pro we are of uh, Israel. But, like, so the, the problem is, like, what are we, what are they supposed to do now? The, if you are, women in particular, man, I haven't done the polls, but, like, if you ask women, they all are for a ceasefire and they're, like, pro-Palestinian at this point. Yeah, it was... Incredible. It's Hearing crazy. my booking manager, who has no <laughs> interest in politics whatsoever, coming up to me and just be like, have you heard of this country called Palestine? I was like, <laughs> Parramatta? Yes, have you? That's insane. Like, that's really hitting the, power the TikTok of social media. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Social Dude, media is like insane. the new war Man, front. I met a couple, like m m like some some people that, I, that we know, uh, they're like Christian... Not just standard, your Catholic normal. They're like, you know, Bible Belt style Christian people, right? So super, you know, like insular in their community and trying to convert everyone to Christianity so that, you know, their souls can be saved. They were saying this is getting a bit much and they're mm. like pro-Palestine at this point. Mm. Yeah, look, it's got huge popular support. My thing is, what 
what does anyone seriously want the Australian government to do one way or another? Well, advocate for a ceasefire. That's, that's all the they want. Point, yeah. Which, they yeah, which is what they're doing. Which is what like Penny no, Wong has, has started uh, to do. Yeah. But like, again, she's getting a lot of shit for, uh, from the establishment for it. Yeah, yeah. I've got a video coming out about it, about how how much control the Israel lobby has over the power nexus in this country. It's really popular. But what I'm amazed by is, I think it will be because it's It like, will be, but it it's will like, be but it's just not so with your, strange. Not with your old, you know, uh, landlord. <laughs> yeah, but I think that he'll just be sitting there and be like, well, at least he mentioned the old country. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, I don't know what any country on earth can do if america is even making critical remarks of israel and it's having no response yeah well that's right, the thing yeah right. you're right because america well they're not they're saying it privately we know at this point that privately blinken and I thought biden they were pushing are just for the begging israel to just be like they're saying firstly number one this is our advice that if you embroil yourself into this long guerrilla war in gaza Believe us, we've been here. This is not going to end well. Secondly, they're also saying, can you not fucking bomb hospitals, bro? Yeah. Like, because they're doing it all the time now. That does, really? that it's does, getting insane. That does break, like, like the biggest. The, war, the right? World Health Organization just said that basically Gaza doesn't have a functioning hospital at this point because their biggest hospital has been disrupted. Israel initially said that they uh, had I, I, the I don't follow it as much as you do, Ali, but remember when there was the uh, initial hospital bombing and then they said, no, this was Hamas doing yeah. that uh, as that, a yeah. false flag. Yes. Was that a false flag so there, by Hamas a, or what a, did Israel that's do? That's no, a debatable one. We no, don't know. No, no, no. Apparently what, what happened... I they, they didn't tell you, miss. Well, I've watched some dude that said that uh, it was... It, the facts it was Hamas but it was, the numbers were nowhere near as high and it was the bomb went off in the fucking car park yeah but like also maybe but nah, maybe dead. not maybe right, not nah, we're right, basing dude. it solely have, on Biden's intelligence reports which let's be real are not necessarily 100% accurate oh, right, but even okay. though if that's if that wasn't the case they've just bombed a hospital recently and they've admitted to bombing very close to the hospital to the point where it's not functioning have you heard Elon Musk's take on this? Isn't it so weird? No. Like, uh, there's I'd something like just I'm very curious. visceral. As soon as you hear that someone's attacking hospitals, everyone, everyone just simultaneously thinks like that's it's that's bad. a very low yeah, blow. Yeah, that is you can't the do that. kicking in the nuts of warfare. Isn't yeah, it? you can't you can't bomb a fucking. Yeah, you you shouldn't. Should, I mean, it does break sure. international like, law. But it's just it? I think it just shows. Yes, immediately it absolutely does. Which is like, what Penny Wong said. It, yeah, you yeah. immediately take away your banner as like we're fighting the good fight, like we're on the right side of this war. Immediately mm. when you hit a hospital, yeah, even if you do it by accident. Yeah, that's true. Don't you think? Yeah. So yeah. what is it? A deliberate tactic of Israel to hit these hospitals? Well, okay. So here's the thing. Israel argues that Hamas is basically hiding in these hospitals. And so they're bombing it. That's Hamas so is saying, we're not in the hospitals. We're not going to tell you where we are, but we're not there. Please don't bomb the hospital. Um, they're most likely in fucking tunnels, dude. In there's like, this is the irony of it. All the bombs are hitting the surface and Hamas is probably in the tunnels. There's a whole world inside. Like all the hostages that came, the Israeli hostages that were freed, they tell stories of like, it's a fucking under, under, like underground city. Really? Like, so you're just bombing. Wow, that's incredible. So what, Gaza is sort of like Zion in the Matrix. 
Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> and as technologically advanced. Yes. And that's why they must be eradicated. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Here's the other problem. Isn't that incredible? So that's so what? There's an underground city in Gaza. Yeah, there's heaps of tunnels. That's how like they smuggle shit inside and out from Egypt and Israel. It's like that's and and obviously only Hamas has control of these tunnels. So the poor civilians are fucking left on the ground to face all the bombings. Really? Yeah, it's it's. it's what about horrible. what about like the elite of Gaza? Are they in the tunnels or the elite of Gaza are uh, Hamas? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, like yeah, Hamas right. would be the political authority. So who knows? Maybe the elite are. But the thing is, man, like every time you bomb a hospital, you like maybe maybe if your intelligence was one hundred percent accurate, you kill one Hamas leader. Mm. But you're fucking creating twenty. Yeah, There's nah. people with their kids at the hospital. Once their kid, this is what Elon Musk was. What do you say? What do you say? So Elon Musk's thing was tunnels. Was oh wait, like, they've already got those. He's like, what's 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 winning for Israel? If winning is that you eliminate Hamas every time you bomb a hospital, he's saying unless you commit full on genocide, which no one will agree on, obviously. Every time you kill one Hamas leader, the people around them become Hamas leaders as well. So you're essentially, what the question is, for every one Hamas leader you kill, how many do you create? And is if that it's true? more than the, yes, dude, like this is this was the survey done with drone strikes as well. Like uh, the Al-Qaeda and Taliban, when the drone strikes were hitting, one of their chief propagandists was asked, how do you manage to convince so many young people to become suicide bombers? And he said, it's really easy because every time you hit a drone strike, all the peripheries of people that are killed, all their relatives come to us and they say, we want to join the fight. Right. So, right and right. so it's the same thing is happening in Hamas. So Elon Musk was saying like, if you're creating more every time you kill, they're mm. going to like, they're going to be willing to kill uh, Israelis and die for it. So he's like, so you're not achieving anything. And he said, what you really need to do is like, actually do the opposite of what Yankston says. You need to like, actually show humanity. First of all, you need to like fix these hospitals. You yeah, need to like build yeah. mobile hospitals. Dude, you're right because and then it shows that you're like, you're you're. It's like we we care about you. We just want to. Yeah, it was really strange. I was reading the military analysis of an Israeli general, and the Israeli general was saying exactly the same thing. Really, what's going? on? You know on? there are protests in Israel against Bibi. They went to his like house and protest and shit. Like, yeah, like huge. there's a lot of pressure. Being so, do you think that it's just BB is he's uh, not going to miscalculated this and thought yeah, this is going to yeah, be really good for my? No, he's not miscalculated. He's not going to get reelected. Like, there's no fucking way. Oh, I don't really? know, man. I unless the lobbies <laughs> there. Dude, are, it is. It is BB. No, nah, unless the lobbies got to find a way. Well, unless the lobbies or whatever are insanely powerful, like the people, his his popularity has plummeted in in like, Israel. Okay, I, like let's let's bring it back home, Jordan. Genuine question: If you if Albanese came to you and said, "Look, I'm private. I'm telling you, I'm definitely <clears throat> advocate. I would want to advocate for a ceasefire, but obviously, you know, the political constraints are such. I'm stuck in this situation. So either." I listen to the military industrial complex and, you know, the lobbies that control politics and go completely pro-Israel, or I listen to the people and go with them. The, the disadvantage is if I go with the people, they're going to phase me out of office eventually. If I go with the military industrial complex, I'm going to be voted out if this keeps going the way it is. Look, by, if the, by the time the next elections roll around and this war is still raging, and there's like a public sentiment. Albo could probably be voted out. What, but so like, what, 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 what should he do if he comes to you with that question? 
Well, I think that they've done exactly what they should do, which is really all that something, a, a country on the other side of the planet with no geopolitical strategy or interest in that region really at all should do, which is say, I think that we should have a ceasefire and then move on. Singapore, Singapore's foreign minister came out with a really good speech recently. He said, like, look, we're friends of Israel and we're friends of Palestinians. And now let me speak to Israel. As a friend, I'm telling you, what we don't agree with everything that you do, and this is one of those things. Who You're said really that? Who said that? Up. Singapore. Oh, Singapore. So, um, it's 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 getting a bit weird, man. <laughs> Singapore. They're friends with Palestine. As if Singapore has a fucking yeah, sway. Well, they're an island. Oh, I guess we're an island. No, they're, they're not. Smaller. But like, what it comes, yeah. what it brings you is a neutral perspective on shit. So uh, Singapore was advocating for a ceasefire. I'm telling you, dude, majority of the countries are advocating for a ceasefire, except for the Western countries. So you know how Netanyahu just came in and said, we're going to be taking control of Gaza. And then people were saying, you don't want to be doing that because it failed last time. So they did this before, did they? Well, look, yeah, they usually... uh, Man, taking... This is is a, a complicated question because I actually agree with... Israel in this case and I'll, I'll explain why look okay so so firstly the US is saying you don't want to take security of Gaza why you know, because like you're going to get stuck into a quagmire you're going to be become responsible for it and you're going to be bogged down in this the and they'll just keep are, picking off soldiers the people are never going to like side with you so like don't do that achieve your objectives and get the fuck out of there Israel is saying we're going to take over security of Gaza so we can basically ensure that Hamas does not operate from there my argument is is that if you're just gonna like fucking bomb the shit out of them and then walk away this is not going to do anything this is not going to fix your problems from an israeli perspective either so if you if you are in there that you need to bring some semblance of order back into gaza now obviously that doesn't mean israeli government controlling the security of it what you want to do is eventually get the palestinian authorities that run west bank to run gaza as well but before you can even do that you're gonna have to at least take over the security at some point i think like ceasefire is good like i'm obviously pro ceasefire as well but if the ceasefire is not gonna happen then you need to like take security in control for at least a certain point and do a transfer, which is going to be a messy process. But what are you going to do? You should have like not fucking waged this war if you were worried about that. This is my own opinion. I might be wrong about this. Obviously, Joe Biden disagrees. This with is me. the really interesting thing, though, because what do people want Israel to do? They want them. Well, what do they want? It's split at this point. I think the like what what what's the what's the alter- all right? So they did the terrorist attack. What did they want Israel to do in response? Well, the Israel, I guess, wants to do... Like, the whole idea... Everyone's against the idea of collective punishment. So that Hamas does something, the answer for that cannot yeah. be that I'm going to bomb the shit out of anyone. No. So right. they're like, yeah, you need to come up with a better... The an- what's the solution? Look, then? so the, this, uh, the answer to that is, honestly, it's it, it doesn't satisfy your revenge ego, but what it is is, like, you... Rem- you keep you sort of not go into this war but you increase your intelligence operations you identify the people that are doing all of this and you try to do uh coordinated assassinations and you essentially try to remove their popular base you try to like Mm. starve them of their oxygen 
Because if at this point you're just bombing the shit out of them, which is not really killing them. I mean, it's killing a few of them, but it's not really killing the phenomenon itself. The way you kill the phenomenon is by like it needs to collapse from within, and the only right. way it can collapse from within is that you create enough rift in the organization if there's some kind of like a, a unifying force that still does it and keeps and stays violent you do targeted assassination but just bombing hospitals is not the answer but, but don't you think that they would have surely israel has a very good understanding of who perpetrated the uh, terrorist attacks they would have that already yeah, they would but they it so wouldn't why satisfy didn't they do anything before because the israeli public well at least the israeli public or part of the israeli public they want blood they want mm. revenge. You can't. But it doesn't come sound in. like they want it anymore now. No, so they the do. Some of them do. Some of them do because the, there's a, there's a lot of you know pressure from around the world where they're like, do we want to be in this situation or not? But once the terrorist attack happened, and like man, they built up those terrorist attacks as well a little bit. There was like stories of beheading babies and stuff, which eventually got true. refuted, which wasn't true. But right. like they were like. You know, if you tell your public, you know, people are coming in and beheading thousands of right, people. By the way, right. even the... Look, I'm not trying to, like, you know, downplay the terrorist attacks in the first place, but they really revised the numbers down. It went from, like, 1,800 to now 1,000 people that were killed in those terrorist attacks. Right. So there was a lot of inflation mm. in this. And mm. when you pump your people up, they want right, blood. Right, right. And that's what they're getting. They're getting blood, but the irony is they're going to get more and more blood for the foreseeable future if, you, if they keep doing <sighs> it's this. fucking horrible. But this is the thing. Will they? Well, eventually they'll I don't know, stop. Like, I, yes, I, I'm just, course. I'm just always wondering about this because I get it. If you go into Afghanistan, you are asking for a guerrilla war. If you have contained your enemy, and look, I'm not. Again, people are just going to be sitting there being like, "You're heartless and things." But I'm just trying to think of it from Israel's perspective here for a second. If your enemy is contained in a tiny little lunchbox. Surely you can win a guerrilla war in that. This is a small you, surface area. Yes, but no, in this case it's not. Because this is a 3D war. Tunnels. So there's <laughs> air, right? Which clearly, right about everything. <laughs> which clearly Israel has superiority over air. Israel can gain superiority over ground, like you said. But then there's the tunnel warfare. So eventually their idea is that once they like, you know, bomb the shit out of Gaza and you know like just flatten it they go in and then they start going into the tunnels and freeing hostages and killing people now that is the difficult part because first of all they're going into tunnels which are usually uh the hamas has control over the electricity of all of this shit they still use like landline phones inside so that you can't be tracked so you're going to be basically idf is going to be going into the dark and hoping for the best not knowing where these tunnels are going, and it's almost impossible to do mapping from above the ground. Really? Yeah. I thought that you'd be able to do it for sure in these days. It's impossible. That's what, like, really? that's what Elon Musk. You know, when he was making those tunnels for his cars, they were saying like, "But what about like all the noise?" They're like, "If you can find, if you can like identify uh, the tunnel being built, sell that tech to Israel, they'll pay you billions of dollars for oh, it." It's almost impossible oh, to figure. Shit. out. That's why uh, El Chapo and shit are so successful as well, or used to be successful. Once you go underground, bro, it's almost impossible to find out what's happening down there. Wow. So I this cannot is believe be the tunnels uh, is still, still like an incredible well, military they're advantage. Mm. They're not just tunnels. They're like, they've expanded. So it's tunnels that are going to certain places. It's a whole network that connects you all, not just 
all of Gaza, but also Egypt and Israel. Holy These shit. are like vast So they just go tunnels. out. If, if Israel goes in, infiltrates all the tunnels, they just go yeah. to Egypt. And here's the other thing. If you block an entrance to one tunnel, they have multiple locations where each point can be accessed. And obviously only Hamas knows it. So the only way that Israel can get successful is by getting enough people inside Hamas to tell them exactly what the situation is, which you cannot achieve if you keep fucking bombing hospitals. It's like it goes back to that same thing. It's like, what's your strategy? The, unfortunately, the strategy is that you don't get immediate ego satisfaction of revenge. It's a long war where you're gonna, it's going to be a lot of intelligence gathering. There's going to be a lot of concerted attacks. There's going to be a lot of like, you know... Uh, getting different factions within Hamas to fight against one another and just waiting for that. And then, you know, maybe it's a five, six-year struggle. But, you know, they'd rather want to just, you know, pound it, mm. go in like, you know, men go in with bulletproof jackets and beat the shit out of the enemy. Yes. Fuck. It's really strange because so it seems that the only solution really from Israel's perspective is to try and get rid of Hamas and hope that there is a more sympathetic government that that's gets one layer of it them. jordan but here's the other thing that you would i would want to tell israel is like if you get rid of hamas that's not going to do anything it's just going to create a vacuum no, that's what i'm saying that's like, going to be filled by something even worse because it's going to be in the backdrop of this massive war no that's what i'm saying so it's like i i don't know how they even get a government in that is it's too far gone when hearts and minds bro yeah but how are they going to there is yeah. no way hey. ever that Israel is going to win the hearts and minds <laughs> of the well, Palestinians. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one gonna, way. That is impossible. I'll That's more impossible way. than winning the guerrilla war. You know who we need now? Ronald Reagan just to say, Israel... Bring down that wall. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, that's going to help. If you're going to fucking put two million people in a constant prison... That's the thing, They're going to yeah. get radicalized. Yeah, exactly. In fact, if yeah. honestly, if, if I... Uh, like this... Again, I'm. I promise, I am not pro-violence. But if I genuinely, if someone was asking me for advice, you want to bring Hamas into the mainstream. You want them to actually be a recognized force in Isn't the that politics. Isn't what Netanyahu tried? Well, in a much, much, much. Uh, but then they never really give it a full shot. They did that in like mid two thousands. Hamas came in, and then very quickly they went against them. You need them to be discredited by their own people. And like the more you antagonize the people, the more they're going to move towards Hamas. Mm. Those people need to realize, hey, Israel might be bad, but your shit too. That's the realization that they need to get. And that can only happen if Hamas actually gets into that position of authority where they prove themselves to be shit. But here's the question though. Are Hamas shit to the Palestinian people? Um, yes, I, I mean, think look, so. man, if you're going to constantly, yes, because if you're going to constantly, your idea is that you try to get violent reactions so that the world comes to support you, that's a shit strategy, bro. That's like not a good one. Because this, so this is the thing people always say, oh, okay, they ended elections, so we don't know how popular Hamas are. Yeah, but the, this is the whole thing. Israel we don't know how popular they are. Maybe they are very popular. Yeah, or maybe they're not. Or maybe Why they're not. Why don't you let them have knows? fucking mm. elections? Well, mm. who's not letting them have elections? Israel. So Israel's not letting them. Yeah, because so obviously Hamas they're not going to... So no, that seems weird it, then, because surely they would want Fatah to win, surely. They would, but they're not going to. They're not doing it, because they don't consider Hamas to be a legitimate force to be fighting elections because it's a terrorist organization. 
Do you know what I'm saying? And they're the ones in control over there. Okay, so but I thought that it was the masters shut down the elections and said that's it. We're not. I mean, that's what they would want you to believe, but that's not because if if there's going to be elections in Gaza, obviously Hamas is going to have to run. They already have de facto control, so you can't. And so Israel says unless Hamas is out of the picture, there can't be an election. We won't recognize anyone over there, which means that there won't be elections. That's insane to me. That seems so strange. You would obviously be wanting to have an election, surely, just yeah. to at least gauge how popular they are. And even if I was an Israeli right-wing person, I would still want those elections because you know what's going to happen? Like, what happened well, with a poll. Fatah, Yasser Arafat, was extremely popular amongst the Palestinians while he was doing this, uh, while he was they were terrorists, they were, like, killing Israelis, they were popular. Eventually... Israel said, all right, fine, come to the table, let's talk it out, Which and Oslo Accords was part of it. And you know what happened after that? Once they started talking to them, the Palestinian people rejected Fatah and uh, rejected Yasser Arafat, as in like their popularity mm, went down. Right. So even if I'm a right-winger Israeli, I would want Hamas to come in because that's going to make them less popular. And so what's the deal with Fatah's relationship with the Israelis now? Well, I mean, look, it's it's an antagonist, but it's not nearly as bad as Hamas's. So they're still trying to work out a solution that is a two-state solution. But the, even their, their problem is they're also being pinned against the wall because they're not nearly as violent as Hamas is. But now they're saying, like, you're not giving us any room. Like, where are we supposed to go? Obviously, people want violence, which is why even in the West Bank now, Hamas is getting more popular. Hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a situation, and like the bad thing is like the, the solution in my view is what no one in, that Israel doesn't want to hear, which is like you have to talk to your enemy, hmm. you have to mainstream them, you need to get them to stop fucking killing you because then which you're gonna not gonna be able to do unless you like bring them to the table. So do you think that? <sighs> Why do you think, from Israel's perspective, they don't do any of those moves? We don't talk to people that kill people that kill Israelis. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Now, is this the same as? Well, I can't remember what their opposition party is called. Is that pretty much their stance as well? I'd imagine it would be. I mean, it's a softer version of it, but it is. So no one's sitting there advocating for getting Talking them around to, to the negotiation no table. because like their own uh, hamas has also become a boogeyman for israel it's like their own national identities form of like fuck hamas it used to be fuck fata and uh, uh plo and now it's fuck hamas and so like there's just if all if you, if you have that. this like clear villain in front of you that is responsible for all the ills people are going to want to take them out not realizing that that's a simplistic understanding of the issue Man, it always just comes back to the same thing. My Israel question. <laughs> My Israel question, which we should probably get into now that we're discussing this. No, yeah, no, no, no. Where did it say your point, though? Well, I don't know. It's just I, I, I think everybody always... This is one of these things where people say, oh, I've got the solution to this problem. And I don't think that there is one. I think it's just... There's, there's, I think this is something that people really don't like hearing, which is that... Some things are just messy in the world. Yeah, you know, but like, just, it's okay, never there gonna, are, it's never okay, gonna be we might not, we might not, not agree be, on a solution. Yeah. We might not agree on exact strategies, but can we all agree on like bombing hospitals is a bad idea? 
That we can agree. Nah, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad. Clearly not. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. (laughs) And we are at a stalemate. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, it's 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 it's, you can't do that. And the problem is like America doesn't have a face either because like every time they tell Israel, "Can you not bomb hospitals?" Israel responds to them by saying, "Do we need to remind you of the civilian casualties in Iraq and Afghanistan?" Shut the fuck up. That's true too. I think the problem, not a bad point. Don't you think the, the fundamental problem too is like that whole expansionist thing where they were building in the West Bank and shit? It's like yeah, you can't, you can't mean, that do that. Is. You can't just like slowly like entrench in someone else's. It's like that's no, they, they, but that's, also, that's bad in terms of like it's it's a it, it's a it's a dastardly policy to implement. But from Israel's perspective, the West Bank is pretty much stable for them, right? I mean, it is, but it's like a tinker bomb. It can also go off. That's Isn't where, the West like, Bank uh, Palestine? Yeah. 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 Well, West, barely. West well, Bank and Gaza be. are both Palestine. You know where these settlements come from? Just as like an idea. I don't know if like a lot of people understand. Some of these settlements are like not feasible for Jews. There's like three, like there's like a few, very few people living there. And the reason why they live there is because I actually recently was reading about this and I was shocked as well. Not all of them. But for many of them, their motivation is biblical. Yeah. Their motivation is like, so they're like these, you know, these like fucking clerics. Clerics are like, uh, you know, fundamentalist zealots who in the Bible says that certain parts, if you you die over there and you get buried over there, that's when you'll find like salvation or whatever. So they just fucking go over there based on their Bible coordinates and start living there. Which is, and then the Israeli government has to protect them because they're living around Arabs. Mm. And then that place can never become Palestine. Which, by the way, they know. If you ask them, why are you living here in the middle of nowhere where there's so many Arabs? And they're like, well, because if we don't live here, this might become future Palestine. And we need to make sure that no peace settlement includes this area because this is my biblical area and I need to die here and live here. I really need to go to the toilet. I'll, I'll be back. Yeah. All right, well, I kind of do as well. Maybe <laughs> I'll right, go after you. I guess we'll go on a quick break and then come back. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right, we'll be back soon. Bye. And we're oh, back. On the break, Jams. it gave us time to reflect on what we can add to this situation. And I think that we probably have gotten the ultimate solution, which is that Mislav told me that he got this book from some You'll like guy. This. You'll like No, my dad. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But the guy that wrote the book. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Just looks like a young Woody Allen <laughs> on the fr- on the back with his little Jufro and he's doing this. And it's called My Israel Question. And then I was reading the blurb and it was saying, now that Obama is in power. And then that was the thing. Now that Obama is in power. Mislav turns to me seriously and says... I think I should read this book. So my and I, <laughs> my dad bought it for me in high school because I was like, "What's going on over there?" And then he was like, "Hmm, I'll buy you a book." And he bought me this book called "My Israel Question." And basically, I didn't think about it, but I was like, "To Jordan, I'm like, I I really want to read this. I've had it for like twelve years or more, and I really think I should read Now's it." And then time. And then Jordan Googled it and it was like. Now that Obama's in power, what can he do for Israel? And John was just like, I think it's passed. I think it's passed. It's used by a day, bro. And I, I never got around to it. I'm going to go to the grave without reading my Israel question because I was always just like, eh, I didn't get around to it. And that really sums up a piece of mislove psychology, which, by the way, round of applause. He is getting the ADHD test that is scheduled in. 
at lightning speed May of next year. That is when he's going <laughs> for it. That's it takes. Yeah. It's just like... It would be hard enough to tell someone to go in for an ADHD test <laughs> that day who has ADHD. That would slip their mind. Let alone six months. The fact that they have to do this loan shark half now, half later, yeah, two, down payment. He has yeah. to pay half of the price of the test 200 now. Up front. And How much is the price? All up, it's like six something, but you get some back from Medicare. So it's going to be like four something, like 420. Yeah, so you have to pay 210 yeah, or something like that now. Yeah, 420 yeah. Had to do that Yeah yeah There's no way That this man is going to that test I can guarantee He's going to forget For sure Miss, Are you which nervous about the, it? He doesn't need the test That's the, That is the test Not going to the test Yeah I'm nervous Hell yeah Are you nervous that What if they say Okay If they say You're the world's healthiest man There's nothing wrong with you I'll probably just be like Okay What's your how, how tall is this building Like 16 floors But like, bro I might just check the roof out <laughs> <laughs> Do you want them to say that you're something's wrong with you deeply? Yeah. Yes, if they say that I'm fine, I'll just be like, "Well, I guess I'll just up." Which is I have weird, some more vitamin C. If if I was like, if I was to get that test and they said that you do have ADs, that would make me feel worse. Mm -mm. Yeah, because you don't have it. Well, I mean, Mislav needs know. an explanation. I really do. <laughs> I need some. I need some facts. Closure. I, I need, need some closure. It's been a long life. My ADHD question. And now that Elbow's in, can he do something about it? No, no. What would be accurate? My now ADHD. Kevin Rudd is in power. Sorry. Now Kevin Rudd is in power. <laughs> the first time around, mind you. But the best, you know, <laughs> this is all the proof you need that he has ADHD, right? Yeah, because this is I, I, This is my understanding of ADHD. This is our own little it's adventure the same as tour. ADD without any of the positive attributes, which <laughs> gives you these bursts of energy. It yeah. just drains energy and focus. Yeah. So it's the, it's like Fuck you me. couldn't have a worse thing for success. <laughs> and so he, he, like, yeah. but, but I mean, we were wrong. at the airport and... We were joking because right next to it were our two ultimate vices. There yes. was Red Rooster right next to Mad Mix. And we yeah. were joking about the fact that isn't this just an amazing amalgamation of the dark side of our brains right next mm. to each other. Mm. And then Miss Love says, actually, you know what? I've been thinking about Mad Mix. And then he points at the sign and he goes, you know. And then walks off. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That was your test. <laughs> that was the test. And you failed. That was the test. Like, I, I wasn't even, anything to I know what the end of that sentence was. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't even if they just like, here's a solution between Palestine and Israel. We'll solve it for life. I'd be like, no, nah, I want to know that sentence. I need to know that. I'm sorry. I, I, this has to happen. What happened? And the best thing is, he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I wasn't remember. trying to be funny either. I literally was just like, you know, think about Mad Max. Yeah. But the best thing was, that's too much effort. Him's making the eh sound. I We're adding that. that in to kind of Dramatic give effect. a sort of reenactment, yeah. like it's in there was Crime Stoppers that. or something. No. It was it was an exhalation of air. That's all that happened. He went. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, what were you going to say? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just gave up thinking about it. I guess. Hey, you're gonna be on. You're gonna be on like Ritalin. Well, here's the thing. I talked to the lady, and I was like, "Listen, I don't want to be hepped up on any drugs." And I was like, "Listen, like it's expensive. Like, is the deal like 
you know, I call up one sec. That's probably not. You know, it. is the deal like, you know, I call up, pay this exorbitant amount of money, and then like they they just come in there and they're like, so my back's been hurting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many dexies do you want? You're like, but I thought we could talk about the time is money. Mm. And I was like, is it that's what it's like? Because I don't want that. I don't want like a quick fix. Yeah, and then she, you know, she said like a thing of like over prescription. There, of these, uh, but you know what she said? She said. No, no, no. My son has a, she said, no, they'll like analyze you. And she's like, there's no prerequisite. And it's just like, you know, it might be a case where if they think you have it, they'll prescribe it to you. And if you have like something to like work that you need to get done, or if you like want to concentrate for a bit, you can take them. And I was like, all right, that sounds all right. But I don't particularly want to- Even those, like some of those drugs have changed now. So it used to be like, you know, those standard riddies where you just take- And yeah, no, it's like Dexies two, now. Th uh, Dexies or whatever, yeah. three, four hours of like that yes. intense concentration. Apparently they're like slow release ones now where it just like micro doses you all day. But it doesn't give you like that high or that insane yeah. feeling. I wonder- I, like I just it, really don't want him to be on any ADHD medication for my own financial benefit. Because let's be yeah. honest, it is the fact that he can't concentrate <laughs> that has kept us in busy. <laughs> yeah, if I sit here with my legs crossed, I'm like, I've- uh, it's like all. It's like I got the new cameras. Everything's been compartmentalized. Here's your file, Ali. Here's your file, Jordan. So I've got all the segments. I also got us three more sponsors, and uh, I got us a trip to Canada that's covered by and the business. And lastly, next year. I read that book. My question is, right? And let me yeah. tell you. And let me it tell was you. Out of date. <laughs> let me tell you. I think they should start bombing hospitals. Um, I, I don't want that to and happen. We'd have either. to believe you because now you're like this genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I start my own pod. And it's just Sam Harris, but like a bit better. Even I'm just like so. Robots in Israel. No one talks about that, you know, like Yeah, we really don't want that. Because the other thing yeah. is it probably won't even be that. You know what it'll be? One of those boring ass panelists on Q and A that get no attention <laughs> at all. And they pan to them and they say, What do you think about Israel Palestine? And then they'd be like, I don't think that I'm particularly qualified to have an answer on this. If you want to talk about agricultural trade, come back to me. Yeah. That'll I read, be the response. I read nourishment a while ago and <laughs> And I learned a and, lot. And uh, let's be honest, because the meds, I can remember it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Would not going like to be good. I just want to get to a point of not completely fucked. But I don't. <laughs> That's the problem. Let's just go and see what he says. Because he might just be like, oh my God, we have to, like, wheeling me in one of those, like, exorcist, or not exorcist, like, Hannibal Lecter things of, like, 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 wheeling me to a fucking, like, I don't know, some high-level specialist being like, look at these charts. Like, there's no time. Quickly, like... You know, if that's the case, it's like maybe I need to like, you know, I don't know, eat more leeks, whatever. Yeah, but if it comes at the cost at all, yeah, yeah. are you not having those moments of pointing at the Mad Mech sign and then giving <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want it. Well, let's see. I don't think it will. I, like I said, I'm, I'm not looking for, I don't want to like dress. I don't want to be on focusing, you know? But that's, look, I think that that's what they'll say. They'll say, here you go. Here's some pills. Take them when you want. Mm. And let's be honest, this is the ultimate quandary because if you do have ADHD, you won't be taking those pills. You forget. <laughs> well, then that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, go for what it. If, what if go they nuts. say, you know, you don't have ADHD, you just have low IQ. Oh, <laughs> oh would that be amazing? We've done all the tests. It's not true. There's Every emotional knowledge. Is your own. There's no reason for it. Could you imagine if that's the Is there, does emotions come into IQ? I think it does. No. Right. No, okay. Well, and that's, they start that's over a very like, low IQ thing. They, they, <laughs> they say, look, you know how gender is a spectrum? So is intelligence. It's Fuck. a spectrum. Well, listen, if that happens, I guess I'll like read more. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
you know. <sighs> well, all right. Okay, I'll this read is what we more? can say. Don't read the Israel question one and don't read to- Toad Rage again. Yeah, I've done right? that Ma- enough. Maybe I've finish done that, that Harry enough. Potter book. That's still relevant. Uh, yeah, I'm not reading that. I'll, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll just keep reading Ikigai and hopefully that'll just bump it up. I'll allow that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very scared now. Now you've scared the shit out of me. It's just like, sure, no, you, no, you, 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 can, you, can dis- you can apply for disability though. Woohoo! I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> no, nah, you don't mean it. <laughs> the regular, it's pretty tough. <laughs> God, it's tune in for the ultimate misadventure. Tune on in. Well, yeah, there's seven months later, we'll give you. But I swear I've met a lot of normies, and I'm just like, ignoramii, absolute ignoramii. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what's your point? My point is, I can't be that stupid. If there's people oh, that are no, stupid no, 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 than me, stupid. if there's people stupid than me, I honestly do think that you have me. ADHD, and I think that there's no solution to it unless you want to be a vegetable. And oh, I know there's going to be a bunch sake. of people that are saying that they have ADHD and they function well, but I, I'm saying this now: you don't have ADHD like me, sir. <laughs> I don't want to you be also a vegetable. Need, like, you, you know what you also need? You need one of those softwares like Monday.com or some shit that what's just that? arranges like your appointments and stuff. Dude, believe me, dude, you need AI. Yeah, dude, I have. Listen, if I didn't have my calendar on my wall my physical calendar where i still daily go and like write and then scratch it off if i didn't have that i wouldn't be here right now well i think this is a perfect time to advertise penis supplements yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) me too hey it's all health you know yeah, look, now that we've been trashing modern medicine uh, <laughs> and we were explicitly told not to associate the brand with the Palestine-Israel conflict, I think that now is probably the best time to say it's not easy and really not a big deal. But you know what will be a big deal? Yes. Your cough. <laughs> These are the best guys. Oh, God, I love Pilot. Me too. I cannot believe that this, only this company, is what they want us to Only say. company we could be associated with. We love you. Chat to Pilot about what you're concerned about and get your confidence back with solutions for you as individual peen owner, not cock in a database. Everything is confidential and private and matched to your personal needs. And they've got a code for you. You get 20 bucks off with your first order. That's Geordie 20. We've tried the gummies. That is something that even Miss Love would take as a pill because it's a gummy bear. It's so yum. You get to have a gummy bear every day to keep your hair intact. And you've got all the penis supplements, which I'm sure are also good, but yeah. I don't need them, frankly. Uh, so we've got the... Uh, so, yeah, if you want to do that... Code. The code is Geordie 20 Hell yeah. Check them out. Get on they that. They do brilliant work. Because we found out recently that it's the youngsters that are having trouble because they grip their wang too hard. You guys need to chill out on that. Where'd you get that info from? From Minnie. Yeah, from Minnie. She was, how, how scary Death is this thought? grip. Does anyone know what? about this? No, I don't. Tell Death me. grip. What yeah. does that mean? So you grip they and kill their, they choke their Yes. Cops. Yeah, they choke. So the that when they're having regular sex, they're like, it's just not this regular sex, sorry. It's like this is just not the same, you know? Which let's be honest, Whoa. I'm kinda getting there myself probably. But But like I don't, you know, I'm that's like a it. thing. Particularly for people that are like porn addicts and stuff. Yeah, they exactly. just can't come with normal sex. That's not that's not where you want to be. So don't don't attack the problem from its root. Just get some pilots. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, Mi- George, and you can let's keep be real, looking miss, at porn. Yeah. If you get on those Dexies, you're going to need some of the pilot stuff. Too. Hell yeah, dude. Because doesn't that kill your uh, libido? It's actually the opposite. Oh, it increases it. <laughs> yeah, it makes you like more jacked for it, I think. Whoa. So, but I'm going to double down. 
I don't Good know. You. We'll see. We'll see, dude. I'll yes, just, we will. I'll just eat any pills, any pills at all. Send any pill you want to <laughs> podcast at friendlygeordies.com. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And, and it jazzes up the set too. Hey, but frankly. what if I what if I need a, a discount on those pills? Is there any way to do you that? You can have it. Yeah. How do I do that? Jordy twenty code. Uh, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, say it. Geordie 20. Is that it? Geordie 20. There you go. Use Get it there. Get your penis back in order. Keep your hair. I What's mean, wrong with that? It's a small price to pay. It is a small <laughs> price to pay. And uh, look, I'm, you know, it's it's we're, we're like, it's the best company to have on, on board. It's really we're so is. happy with them. It's so good. I'd really like High Smile as well. Oh, that's right. High Smile. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, by the way, speaking of High Smile, that is... One of the best fucking things. I, you use it? You use well, it. No, I used it. So I used, when we were touring, when I was touring with Jordan, uh, he uses High Smile. Right. So I went into the bathroom looking for toothpaste and I couldn't find it. Because mm. it's it looks so in a very unconventional bottle. Yes. And then I took it. I used the bubblegum one. Mm. Dude, it's the greatest toothpaste ever. And the banana's really yum because it tastes like bananas, don't you know? And that's yum. It is. It is like how it's the future toothpaste it actually is though it's like it'll make you it'll make you want to brush it's your teeth. fun to brush it's fun to yeah. brush so they that's what's really smile. cool about pilot as well with the gummies yeah it's, they're it young. makes having medication fun they're actually i can't they're, believe that no one thought of this before yeah just chuck it in a lolly yeah hope the dexies are like that in a lolly probably not so i'll be for i'll be putting you know floating that idea with my doctor <laughs> <laughs> hey Doc, now you you've been a lot of yeah. You do a favor for me. You listen to me. Yeah. Uh, now Ali, am I allowed to talk about my yes. latest autistic? Yes. <laughs> yes. You have ten minutes. Shoot. Okay, finally. All right, Shoot. Ali. What do you know about the Ottoman Empire collapsing? Uh, I know that it is dark times for your people. They were more interested in eating kebabs than governing people Yum. at were one they? point. Yum. So the same thing as your little Mughal autism. Yeah, because they were the same people, by the way. Were they? Yeah, they were Turks. The Mughals were Turks. Yep. And so they yeah. just decided to create their own little semi-empire. Yep. It's a pretty successful. Can I just say this? Ali told me about one of the last Mughal emperors who was supposed to have a very important trade meeting with the British, and he was four hours late. Respect. And they said, why are you so late? And his response was, um, I was talking to a homeless guy. Oh, that was that guy. Yeah, and then they said, I why? can relate and to that. Because um, I thought he'd give me some wisdom. Man. And then they said, did he give you wisdom? He's like, no, man. <laughs> and then that was trade negotiation for the next hundred <laughs> years. Isn't that incredible? And yeah. I was just like, wow, this is a country governed by mislove. Yeah, it literally is. Isn't that incredible? is, it happens Dude, to me I, all the time. I was reading that guy's story. I wish I could become him. He just had the best, the best life ever. The Mughal really? talking to the bums. The Mughal talking to the bums. That sounds great. You like Because he was at the I thought you'd be up there with the powers. Brits. He was at the height of, his, of the Mughal Empire's powers. His dad had expanded the empire to its almost peak. The son... Rain during one of the most stable periods of time. And he was like rich as shit. Like the British would come and they would be like surprised by how much wealth they had. There's a reason why, you know, they use the word mogul. Yeah. Uh, talk about someone oh, rich. Yeah. Wow. There and they would describe the British describe it as he had three jeweled rings on each of his fingers. He would come in and wow, even it sounds like this two. homeless, by the way, <laughs> this homeless episode 
was being praised by the British as like we had never seen a person that was that rich and was just so willing to talk to homeless people. He said at one point he hugged them and we were like, what is going on Whoa. over here? Sounds he also had a massive harem. I just, I think he had a really good life. Nice. Yeah, it sounds cool. I, I mean, look, I wouldn't want to be talking to the bums, but the rest of it sounds cool. Uh, but the thing was, <laughs> when, 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 uh, when, when, when the Ottoman Empire ended and Turkey became a country, I did not know this. They just kicked out the entire royal family. Like hundreds right. of people. They were just like, get on a train, otherwise we'll kill you. Really? Where did they go? Class ticket and they just, I don't care where you go, go. Yeah. And then they just... Where'd they go? So do you know where they the went? World. Oh, they spread throughout the world. <laughs> they spread throughout the world. Australia. Ilmaz. <laughs> he was one of the more fortunate ones as he was able to open up several kebab shops that, let's be honest, were all pretty five out of ten and was not rich enough to give his friends free kebabs despite advertising that he could. So annoying. I know. So annoying. Don't say that you can. That sucked. I never... Yeah, anyway, different pod. But, but uh, they all left and their royal lineage continues... And they're still called the, I can't even remember what it's called because it was a while ago that I was reading, but, you know, like the, the house of the sultan or something. They still have that. But it's like a guy that's sitting on a worse chair than this in like a Brooklyn apartment. Yeah, right. And he's still the head of this family wow. and still like makes it in the news somehow. <laughs> that's awesome. In, in Turkey. And that line keeps going down. And then I was reading about the lives of these heads of the house. Bron, because... First off, they were still caliph. So you know yeah, what a caliph is, yeah, obviously, yeah. Ali. But a caliph is the Caliphate. head of the Muslim world. They're yeah. supposed to be there to stop radical Islam or oh. something. No, they're just like the, the, the head of Muslims. Head of Muslims. The political head of Muslims. Right, so right, right. that guy, the last one, I can't remember the last uh, Ottoman's name, but then there was his successor after that that was still caliph for a bit, for a few years. Mm. And then the new Turkish... Government said, nah, we don't even want you doing that anymore. And so he had no power whatsoever. <laughs> Sick. There was a few kings like, say, in Egypt, uh, France, for some reason, took some pity on them and gave them money for a while. And then they were just like, we have more money. And they said, but you're not doing anything. We want you to do something. Right. And they were just like, well, I can't do anything. Because they just, dude, they told them to fuck off in 24 hours. So they couldn't even bring Whoa. any of their wealth or anything. Yeah. So they just destitute poor people that had just been living in utter opulence their entire existences for many, what? many generations. And then all of a sudden they're out facing the real world. Dude, how sad is this? One of the heads of house, this was maybe the third down the line after they'd been taken out of their power. I think he used to live in Italy. And apparently he was just a completely broken, useless man. <laughs> that used to sit at the dock all day, every day, staring out of his window of his shitty apartment. And there would still be servants that were just loyal to them, but they wow. were impecunious as they were. And they'd say that he'd just sit there, Good stare out, waiting for ships to come, and then he'd be excited, <laughs> being like, is that a ship from Turkey? And then it wouldn't be a ship from Turkey. And, go, <laughs> and then sometimes the ship from Turkey would come and he'd be like, can, can you just go? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then they'd wheel him out and then he'd just look at it and then the Turkish ship would sail and he'd be like, Turkey. And this was the What a lie. This was the guy what that was life. supposed to be the head of the Ottoman Empire. That is all, so be the caliph of all Muslims. And be the caliph of all Muslims, and that's what he's doing with his life. <laughs> That Isn't is that weird. insane? And then that there was an weird. interview with one from like the 1990s in Time magazine. 
I like Seinfeld a lot. Yeah, that was it. It was like, what do you do with your time? It's like, I, I watch some Turkish soap operas and I, I worked as a kitchen hand for a while. And it was like, what, what do you think about your life? And he was like, isn't, isn't this one of the most profound things you've ever heard someone say? It's, it's, it's like one of the saddest, wisest things I've ever heard. He was just like, what, what do you think about being the head of the Sultans at the moment as, as your role? And he was just like, my legacy is simultaneously a sacred duty and a complete joke. <laughs> Isn't that brutal? That was that man's life. Like that's how he oh, saw his God. world. And then he was just sitting there being like, who would have thought it all would have ended up like this? I'm that's, sitting that's in bizarre. a government rent controlled housing commission house. Wow. As the the in line of one of the greatest empires to have ever emerged. And like as someone who fucking hates the Ottomans with a passion <laughs> and really, really like nothing I, I, I wake up every morning just being like, I'm just gonna check the news and now Erdogan still controls Istanbul. <laughs> Fuck. This is a terrible day. Just check, like, the, this just is check this the news is, again and yeah, Constantinople still, still fell. Damn it. Still fell. Still yeah, fell. Yeah, yeah. Still on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Thought it was a hallucination. There's a chance it could have been but a hallucination. Know, even I'm like, come on, dude. Like, give them back one of their palaces. Just one. They <laughs> built all of them. You've got like 50 of them. They don't yeah. even have to be in Istanbul. They've got Why? just one out in fucking Anatolia somewhere out in the mountains. Something. Yeah. Don't you think? Or yeah. like a bit of their wealth. I don't know. I just feel real. Mm. As everyone knows, I'm just a very pro-monarchy man <laughs> for whatever reason. I just, I want them to have something. Yeah. I want them to be treated it's like the royal family in Britain where, yeah. like, mm. you know, they can technically overthrow the government, but all they do is just go to bloody open events and, oh, so you're farming potatoes here. Yeah, so. Wander around parks. Can I go? Or, no, I have to be here for another two hours. Well, that's like it's a common something. thing for like republics, particularly the ones that like <laughs> developed as like an anti-monarchy thing, like the French or even the czars, like the after Russians. Soviet Union. Yeah, they, they all got fucking killed. That's There's the so thing, many yeah. of those. India had like heaps of like little kingdoms. And after the British left, uh, the socialist government took over and it started off with like, look, all of your lands are now government lands. You keep your palaces. And then eventually they were like, yeah, we also take your palace. Just go fuck off. <laughs> did, the, did Pakistan it's have just, I don't know. It's, you know. You know what I think uh, it is? Weirdly, Pakistan still uh, uh, let, the, let them keep the palaces, but not go. the land, I think. Right. I think what... There's two things that get at me. The one, the one thing is, it's kind of just this like real break from tradition of what made you the country that you are. This real break of tradition that you're just completely outing that and saying, "Nah, that's all in the past. Fuck that." It's also just, I think, like a royal family is sort of a symbol of this greatness that your country once was, and to really shit on that and just say, "This yeah, is how much true. disrespected the yeah. guy that is." Is still technically the Ottoman king. Yeah, but like it's just sitting there being like, is it time for my peers? Like, <laughs> sad. Well, you it's didn't really deserve sad. any of that, huh? You didn't deserve any of that. That's like the definition of extreme nepotism. All yeah, the I know. Like, I'm really, all the land it's really, is owned I can't by explain the it. I can't nah, explain, I'm dude, explain I, why I, I'm I like can, very anti-nepotism in every scenario except I know why. this one specific family that I do want to be treated like royals it's, for no reason other than they are royals. No, it's regal and garish and nothing is like that anymore. Now people walk around in tracksuit pants 
and there's no class. Yeah, just that's what it is. It's class. element of class to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Just some but guy don't you walking think around in like a jewel encrusted yeah, tomb. It's, it's classy. It's cool. Okay, it's classy. Don't you think that there's like an element of extreme exploitation of these royal families while they were at the height of their powers of the general public? Yeah, there's a price for class. There's a price. And, and it's being paid by the commoners. But this is the other thing as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's the thing. True, but I think, that, I think it is because I am a commoner. I think that's it. Yeah, you want to be I like me, Lord. Fucking Liverpool, essentially, right? Mm. Like I'm just, a, I'm a fucking Westie at heart. Represent. No, so Liverpool, England, basically from fucking yeah. Scotland. Yeah, that well, kind of shit. Not, Even worse. not represent that. Yeah, Scotland, Liverpool. You well, are. Sydney, Liverpool that's what I'm saying. Represent no, Southwest. Not but I think that. the commoners do. They do like looking up at royal families and being like, "Wow, I wonder what they." You, you know why? It's like. the original self-help. It's something to look up to. But you know, it's not attainable. But you can also or never just, become that. You can yeah, never become it. Doesn't it doesn't have to be attainable. But I kind of like the fact that it's just like, no, they're just better than us for no reason. But that's no reason. <laughs> but it doesn't you know have why, to be attainable. You know why you feel that? Because you watched Lion King. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> I think no, that's it the might reason. be, it might be. But no, it's it doesn't have to be attainable for it for you to still reveal revere it and it's something it is something to work towards. You know what else is insane? The prince that's one that's next in line or something like that, but he's like very close to being the head of the House of Sotin, right? He's now a TikTok comedian in England. <laughs> in where? In England. Well, that's a kind of royalty. Is he, is he yeah. good? I don't know. I've never watched him. But oh I was just reading God. an comedian. article about him. What Dude. the fuck's a TikTok comedian? How can you be a TikTok comedian? That's every comedian except me now. Fuck. Essentially. I don't like that. Uh, but Stop that. You make fun of people and you put it up on TikTok. Fuck TikTok, man. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's Gone. fucked. Yeah, anyway. However, I'm glad for it existing for this one thing. Yeah, yeah, follow us on TikTok, but he, everyone he went else. To the, the OG palace where the Sultan used to live in Istanbul as a trip. Yeah. yeah. Because they weren't even allowed in the country until the 70s. And they were like, yeah, if you want to right. come back, you can, but right. you don't get anything. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went there to Istanbul, went up to the palace. Went to the guy at the front. I think he filmed it. Went to the guy at the front that gives out the tickets. And he was like, hey, I'm the next in line from the house. Like, this is my house. <laughs> this is my house. Yeah. He asked this, can I have a discount to go on the tour of this palace? You know what oh, the guy for said? fuck's sake. You know the guy said? Eat shit. No. Yeah. He had to pay full price. You're not going to like- Which was 350 to but see it's his the principal house. Dude, is that going to huh? be- is that see his be, own house. Is that going to be- He had to he this is pay really, money this is, to see his own this house. Is, this is really harsh, but is that going to be you at your castle? Just, that's me. That's Okay, that's why I fucking hate it. That's why. All right, we've got to the bottom of that. It's you and your castle. Me, it's me, the castle. I have a look inside? And I just go like this with the shutters. Yeah. Just close them slowly. And then just say, like, open it up four hours later. And I'm like, hey, still out there. <laughs> no, they'd give you some like fucking dried figs. And then you'd be like, well, it's something. Hey, do you want to hear That'd like- That'd be better than what that guy got. Do you want to hear a little uplifting story of a royal? There's a Bollywood star who is ex-royal. Like his family were royals. And then eventually- when all the titles were taken, he's just a random guy. But how far away is he from the throne? Uh, Close or his not His really? dad had symbolic power in the palace. His grandfather had all the power. So he is next right. in line. He is next in line. But here's the thing. All of it was taken away. He eventually became a Bollywood star. And then his palace, his own personal palace, was owned by a hotel chain. 
And they said, just like me. If you want, oh, if we know this is your house. Fuck. If you want to buy it, we'll sell it to you. He worked like a dog for two decades, Shit. earned enough money, and bought his that's own palace. Sick. Wow. Okay. That's sick. Okay. That's all right. That's amazing. But he has to put it up Reaches on rent. to rags to riches. <laughs> huh? He has to what? He has to put it up on rent because it's really hard maintaining. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever want to film movies, it's available. <laughs> Dude, that's so. That's such Dude, a. You, you uh, really don't like royalty, do you? Yeah, not as much, man. My old teenage is just like hating on them, you know, because of commie and whatnot. Yeah, the commies. I really don't understand why commies. Hey, hate by the way, can I just so can I just much. say something to that? Just just a little point on this. It's got nothing to do with the royals, but just, I just think I just want you to take because I'm curious about this genuinely. I went to the uh, <clears throat> post office today because I was like, "How much does your package cost to sh- uh, send to America?" And then the guy was like, "This much," and I was like, "He was an Indian guy." And I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then I I just said something. I can't remember what it even was. I, I was do. like. What? Did you say alu? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> that every time. That's the only word I know. Give it to me. Please, I need it. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I really need that word. Uh, and then I said something like, oh, that's expensive. And then somehow, oh, I said, that's okay. And I was like, is it the same to Europe? Uh, Europe's more expensive. I was like, yes, Europe's much more expensive. And he was like, and then he went on this, tri- this diatribe of like, he was like, it is more expensive. And you know what else is expensive? running this place and i was like okay and then he went off about how he can't get anyone to work there because it's more fruitful to be on the dole you get more money on the dole than working there and it's his business and he's basically in this whole tri- diatribe about like australia uh we pay, he's like i pay half more than half of my money to tax to, to 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 the tax man, it's basically impossible to run this business. I the the cunt on Centrelink can like travel to Europe. I can't. I can barely afford to even eat. And that like Australia is this like communist hellhole, and that uh, that it's impossible to run Damn a post straight. office. It's run impossible to run a post office. Well, Centrelink people aren't going to Europe. I know he was probably exaggerating a bit, but he was just being like, no, "They are." Let's be honest. They are actually, but he was they just are. saying. He was just saying like, "You." Are, I, it's like this is a private business. People think the post office is a government run. It's like no, it's not a government thing. It's it's a private business. It's a franchise that I pay for. It's impossible to hire anyone. It's possible to make any money. Any money. It's all fucked. It's insane. And then I get told that I that it's uh, anyway. He just went off for, for like half an hour. I was like, hey, I really have to go. <laughs> but I just listened to the and whole thing. Like, my peels up, it- my leg metastasizes. <laughs> But what is your take? Because I was just like, Here's that crazy rambling Indian gave me a lot to think about. And now that I'm back conversation on the conversation always ends the same way. It's like, and that's why we vote Clive Palmer. Yeah, well, every time. I mean, he was being like, that is why at least in America, you can run a business. And I was well, like, he's probably right. He, yeah, well, he, you know, he said, he said, you know what I say? I say, when my friends come to Australia, my family... He literally said this to me. He goes, yes, India's smelly, okay? It smells there, I understand. But at least I can run a business there. If I want, (laughs) I just laughed. He's like, at least I can run a business there. He's like, you know what? I tell my people that I want, there's people in India, I will pay them like one rupee, but they'll work. At least they'll work. They can make money and they can build themselves up in a business. I can do that. So we should start paying people (laughs) one rupee. Below poverty rates. But he was just, because he can make it, he can make like, you know, extra money. No, it's right. Well, he can't make, he's a struggling businessman. He's, I was on his I side. Look, I empathize for him. I like, empathize. You know, if you hate it so much, then get your fuck in. He said, I tell all my family when I, I want to move to Australia to make money. I said, no, you can't. You don't make money here. You can't. Move to America. That's what he'll do. I think he'll probably move how to America next know? week. Yeah, but the thing is- He look, won't. How he'll many be here. food documentaries have you watched, Miss Love? A lot. Some a lot. 
Mexican woman yeah. in some shitty food truck being like, one day I want to be able to have a business that doesn't have wheels. That's true. <laughs> like, I don't but think here's it's the question: this business paradise. But, yeah, I think you're it's right, just, dude. It's like, look, let's just let's just think about this, right? Like, yes, small businesses are the backbone of the economy. I fully get that, but they're the backbone of the economy for a reason. They're supposed to get fucked over, you know. That's just the really? natural order. Yeah, but they're so, also wait, not the backbone. Let's be real. I mean, you don't <laughs> think? I mean, if they are the backbone. I mean, look, let's be real. Mining companies oh, are yeah, the backbone yeah, they're the of the backbone. country. They're the I mean, backbone. They're the let's backbone. not no, no, no. get carried away. They should away. be the backbone is this, of the country. They, they should be. be. Is this the moral? But just they don't pay any fucking tax. Well, that's, that, that's look, not true. They did it, they that's not true. Apparently, what? he pays half of oh, his Oh, the mining company. Mining that's companies. what I'm saying. Like, Which, look, by the way, is bullshit. So, because if you no, earn, small businesses do pay a fuckload in tax. That's what I'm saying. But small businesses they, do get fucked in tax. They do. The, the thing they is, they, they but they you have ran like, one. They always have I like a very bad. They always have a very bad outlook on politics. I think it's because when yeah. you are in a small business, <laughs> you're getting you fucked are over. The king of your teeny tiny little kingdom. Yes. And so you only see yes. the economy from your perspective, and it's like, yeah, from your perspective, it fucked. is unfair. You're getting fucked. Yeah. But also, like, you, you but look also, it we live in a progressive taxation system. You pay taxes based on how much you earn. If you earn a certain amount of money that is above the threshold, uh, then you pay fifty percent tax. The rest of the people. Pay thirty percent. That's what I'm saying. And like if you just, earn below that, then you pay zero tax. That's true. What but the problem with that though is that you you really don't earn much as a small business. You owner. don't. Some some do. Well, then you're not some paying fifty percent tax. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, like no, no. you just the just margins. You, like trying to run a profit, running a small business is always like this. yeah, no, I, yeah. No, look, I understand yeah. it's a tough. I think that's what he was saying. I think that's what he was saying. He was. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like they they always just seem to equate the fact that. Their job is hard. Yeah. With, and that's why I'm voting for Peter Dutton. I get it. I get yeah, it. And so maybe the, like, and, you know and, who who else's job? Who, like you know, minimum wage work. Yes, that sucks as well. That sucks as well. Also hard. Yeah, that's yes. but it's kind it's of a similar. Easy. It's but it's a similar. It's, yeah, it's a similar you've thing. Got, though. Like at least this guy can like go around and say, you know, I'm a. I'm a business owner. They've got some like there's people that are like doing yeah fuck all and then like you know but then they get on suddenly can it's like a good money. The reason why people are not working for him is because. He's not paying well enough. Yeah. But that's what like, I'm saying. So what happens up. when you go into a small business a lot of the time is you are just you stuck have to in understand this, like, that yeah. you're not buying a, of you're yeah. not buying a business. You're buying yourself a job. That's what's happening all yeah. the time. But that's that's not that's true, but that shouldn't be it seems the it's only not, way it's not what it should be, but I'm saying like that's, it is that's what, it, what is. it is. He he was he was really angry. I felt bad for him, dude. I was just I just wanted to buy a postcard thing. I felt so bad for him. Maybe you just shouldn't buy into the like Australian post. Yeah, maybe in the age of email, you shouldn't have got <laughs> something that sends letters that take a week to deliver to their location. That I think that's what I, I think I might go back but there. Here's, here's another thing. Like when you do any kind of business, whether it be buying an Australia post franchise or whatever, it's a, it's a big risk. It's, mu it's yeah. a much bigger risk uh, than doing a job. Yeah, for which sure. Which is why if it works well, you get rewarded. And high risk, high reward kind of a game. And yeah. you do, most businesses fail. Yeah. And like, and it's not somehow society and. Yeah, it's not society's fault. We should, all we should do Maybe is they should like, just lower society should try and ensure that you should be allowed to take those risks. And if you do fail, we should have a mechanism for you to get back on your feet and try something different. Like that we should do. But Which like, is Centrelink. 
was settling, but also like you know, America has a really good system. Actually, that's the you know the bankruptcy. Yeah, one. yeah, where you just like you just. I think you're good. Think you're good. You're good. That's we don't have start again. We, we don't, don't have that. that. We don't. No, have you that. get punished if you go. You bankrupt. get punished. That's, here that's not a good system. I don't think. That just, I just, can just, agree with. But that. having said that, that is one element of why America is a quote unquote good business paradise. Yeah. But if you look at the economic freedom index, we always smash America. What do you mean? Oh, like, what do you mean by that index? Ec- economic freedom is sort of the ability to start up a business, the ability right. to get loans, okay. the ability oh, to get yeah, capital that, and like yeah, this yeah, kind of stuff. True, like we, we're true. always very high up on that index. Yeah. So it's not a hellscape like he's describing. <laughs> It'd be good if we had that bankruptcy thing yeah. in place. Yeah, that'd be good. It's like if you go bankrupt in Australia, that's that's not good at all because you can't really do any kind of business. Yeah. Or I think but also you're in a debt. five years or something. And that's fucked. And you're in but debt you know the trap. debt thing is actually, so if you, let's say you start a business and your business was not profitable, right? Mm. And you cured losses, but you didn't go bankrupt. Do you know what the one good thing about that is? Mm. For future, whatever you do, if you do a job or if you uh, start another business, all of those like losses that you've done, you don't, that's tax deductible. So if you have like a $500,000, let's say, loss mm. on your business and you start a new business and that starts working well for the first five uh, years or whatever, okay. you don't have to pay that amount. Well, that's something. That's something. So like, you know, it's... it's yeah. It's Look, he might have just had a bad day and felt like ranting as well. Uh, <laughs> I think that man's had a bad life. <laughs> All right, boys. Is that... <laughs> he is, was really nice. Shout out. If, he's no way he'd see Is this. that the end of this pod? I think so. Had some laughs. Had some think thought about stuff. Israel-Palestine... No real, we, we no, no solutions. real solution. What a surprise! Yeah. Yeah. Next week uh, we'll come up with a solution, and everyone's going to be satisfied. Get out of the West, and then Bank. we'll put it in the Uplate podcast. So you're going to have to tune in for that. Yeah, tune up to Uplate. Permanent membership for the rest of your life. Oh yeah! By the way, for this this upload, aren't we reacting to something, Jordan? Oh yeah, we're reacting. We heard that fuckhead Tom Ballard had another go. Oh so really? If you like that? <laughs> Let's not call him again. fuckhead on the pod. We'll call him fuckhead on the upload. No, <laughs> yeah, many times. We'll it. call him a so fellow entrepreneur that. media. Uh, yeah, it's tough gosh, running a small man. business, and uh, in this particular context, I'm glad that it is. All right, I'll see you next time. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>